Hey everybody, my name is Tyler. I'm the student pastor here at FCC. Welcome to our podcast. We're glad you joined us. Let's get into the word. Well, we're going to get into the word for today and I want to welcome you all here. Jessica, thank you for being with us. Jessica is our guest worship leader today. Let's give her a hand. Amen. She is from uh, one of our, I consider them a partner church. They do a lot of stuff in the community, Calvary Phoenix. And uh, so since Nicole is is at the women's retreat, uh, she's filling in for us. So thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your yes, not only to our request, but also to Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, let's bow our domes and close our eyeballs so that we can pray. Although you can pray without bowing your dome and without closing your eyeballs. But for now, that's what we're going to do. Father, thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for every attribute of who you are. Uh, We just ask that you breathe on this time today. Breathe on your word. May it find lodgment in our hearts and show us the privilege and the cost of being sent. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say it. Amen, amen, amen. All right. So uh, a few years ago, this is 2022, so I mean, few, the the term few is relative, right? A few years ago, like in uh, 2000, (laughs) I moved here to Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, Phoenix was never, ever on my radar. It was like places that you want to live, Phoenix. Nope, wasn't on my list. (laughs) But I ended up out here. No shade to, I mean, I'm a Phoenician now, right? Um, But that's just the truth. It wasn't on my list. So I ended up out here from 2000 to 2004. I experienced some things in life. I experienced some things in church. And I'm giving y'all the, like, the really, really, really condensed uh, version, the the Reader's Digest version, the pamphlet, right? Uh, Experienced a lot of things. And uh, so in 2004, I left Phoenix and I went back to Ohio uh, the great state of Ohio. Any Buckeye fans in here? Ohio State Buckeyes? Oh, H. <laughs> yeah. You can hate all you want. It's okay. It's okay. Just so you know, we have some room on the Ohio State fan wagon bus. If you need a seat, I got one for you. <laughs> uh, scoreboard. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I went back to, to Akron, Ohio, where I'm from in 2004, and I was there for about eight years. And uh, at the end of that eight years, I felt like the Lord was calling me to come back here to Phoenix, Arizona. And it was a really, by that time, I had two daughters. Um, one was living here in Phoenix. One was living in Ohio. Uh, I had made a mess of my life from a marriage perspective. You guys have heard that story several times, cooked several ways. I baked it, I boiled it, I fried it, sauteed it, however you want to spin it. Um, and so when, when I, I felt like the Lord was, was sending me back to Phoenix, it was really hard because in order to do that, that meant I would have to leave my daughter, Jariah, uh, in Ohio. Her mom and I have divorced at that point. And so I started to really just lean into and have a deeper appreciation of what it means to be sent, what it means to be called, what it means to actually fulfill an assignment. And every time 
I think about that, that sacrifice, it is it's tough. It is tough. And, and I'm not unique uh, in my experience. I'm sure you all have experienced some of those same tough decisions. But I want to encourage you all today that there is a privilege to being sent. There's also a cost to being sent. You don't believe me? Ask Jesus. Ask, it, ask Jesus what it cost him to be sent to the earth. Go ahead. I'll wait. Cost him everything. And so if we're going to be Jesus followers, it might be logical to think that to, to answer the call or to be sent or to be obedient in that space is going to cost us everything. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, saying, that, I'm not saying that so that you could be afraid or so that you'll be scared or, or intimidated or anything like that. Um, but there is a cost to being sent. Now, here's the deal. If <clears throat> Chris, I love that you sit on the front because you're like an easy, easy object lesson, right? So, um, so people that sit on the front, you know, got you next, right? <laughs> she's like, don't come over here. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, if I say, hey, man, I'm going to sell you something and I need 50K, that's how much it's going to cost, right? If I tell you, I'm going to sell you something that's going to cost 50K, in your mind, you're thinking like, okay. What am I going to get for 50K? For 50K, I better be getting something of value, something that's going to benefit my life, something that is worth 50K. And so when we talk about the cost of being sent and it costs everything, it costs a significant part of your life, that is not for you to be intimidated. That is not for you to be afraid. That is not for you to shrink back. That is for you to ask the question, well, if it costs this much, then I must be getting something really great in return. Please understand that there is nobody that will, will cut you a better deal than God the Father. Nobody will cut you a better deal than God the Father. So let's, let's, let's just put the spotlight on your past life. Whether you grew up in church or whether you grew up in the streets or somewhere in between. Let's put a spotlight on your past life. Now, you did not deserve for Jesus to come and die on your behalf. <clears throat> None of us did. But God said, you know what? I'm going to cut you a deal. I'm going to send my only begotten son to come and die in your place. All the dirt that you ever did, all the cuss words that you ever strewed, that you ever just linked them together like it was just a, a poem of cuss words. You, man, you could just, woo, just string them things together. All the weed you ever smoked, all the cracks you ever smoked, all the womanizing you ever did, all the cheating, all the lying, all the cheating on your taxes, you know what I'm saying, all the abuse of you, all of that stuff that you ever did that you deserve penalty for, I'm going to cut you a deal. Now, the cost is your yes, the cost is the, the entirety of your life, but what you get in return is eternity in heaven with God. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you take that deal, you come out on the, on the better end of it. So there's a privilege and there's a cost to being sent. Now, what does the word sent mean? Well, I'm so glad that you asked, but before we define sent, let's turn over to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, which is where our story is going to originate from this morning. 
uh, Luke chapter 4, we're going to look at verse 17. And it's interesting because Chris McCrimmon read the scripture for us today. And uh, he read out of Isaiah. Uh, so this is just a little study nugget for some of you. He read out of Isaiah 61, but we're going to read out of Luke chapter 4. And it's very similar because Jesus actually read the Bible in the temple. So uh, in verse 17, Luke chapter 4, verse 17, it says, He was handed the book, he being Jesus, of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me. Everybody say, sent me. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So Jesus is reading out of the book of Isaiah. He's actually referring to himself, and he's declaring to the people that are within earshot that are listening that I've been sent to do these things. He's been sent to preach liberty to the captives. He was sent to heal the brokenhearted, the recovery of sight to those that are blind, liberty to those who are oppressed. And so whenever you're sent by God, you have a specific reason and a specific purpose of what you're being sent to do. The reason why I'm at this church, at First Christian Church, at 6750 North 7th Avenue, 85013 Phoenix, Arizona, is because the Lord God sent me here. Now, this is, this is some chunky, chunky, chunky stuff because this is, this is life stuff. So when I'm sent by God as a Jesus follower, I really don't have the luxury of resending the sentness. Or, or, or recalibrating the assignment. Or relocating because I might feel uncomfortable about something. Ooh-wee. How many of us can say, I'm doing what I'm doing, or I'm at where I'm at, or I'm living where I'm living, is because God sent me here. God assigned me to be here. I would encourage you, if you can't say that, to start to change the rhythm of your life and don't make any major decisions without consulting God first. Everybody say first. First. Consult God first. We at First Christian Church, right? So consult God first. Like, like we're not the first Christian church, but that was just a little play on words. But listen. What does it look like? Should not Jesus followers be able to say, this is where God has led me. This is where God has assigned me. This is where God has sent me. And let me tell you something. There's safety in the sentness. I know that's probably not a word, but it's okay. Just, just, just ride with me for a little while. There's safety in the sentness. So because I know that God sent me here, there has been, there's been ups there's been downs, there's been, there's been peaks and valleys and all of that stuff, but I am at peace. I'm like Jesus in the back of the boat, sleeping on the pillow in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the sunshine. It doesn't matter because I have safety, I have peace, knowing that he sent me here. And if I know that he sent me here, it's going to all work out. 
The turmoil comes, the real stress comes when you are a went and not a sent. Oh, man, they have some good jobs out there, man. I heard, I heard that, like, if you go to Las Vegas, you could get this much house for this much money. I'm going to move out there. Yeah, I think that's the right thing for me to do. Then you get out there, you're like, oh, man, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. And then you're trying to find a job, and this is not working out. And, like, you thought you was going to find some, some pretty little tenderoni to, you know, date. And, like, all the girls is busted. Like, oh, everything just. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Nothing's working out. And then after you done bumped your head a bunch of times, then now you want to say, Oh, God, I just, I need clarity. I need direction. Can you just, can you just show me what you want me to do? And God is like, bro, I've been, I, I was, the bullheaded dude said that, like, you should be sent. I didn't send you here. See, here's, here's the thing. Let me, let me define sent real quick. Sent means to direct, to order, or request to go to propel or throw in a particular direction. Now, understand this. God makes zero mistakes. Everybody say zero. zero. God makes zero mistakes. You'll never have a conversation with God that goes like this, where God comes to you and be like, hey, John, hey, Ruth, hey, Becky, uh, my bad. <sighs> I missed it. I, it was close, but my fault. I, I messed up on that one. God will never say that. He makes no mistakes. He doesn't have to apologize because he doesn't make any mistakes. What that means is if he sends you somewhere, if he sends you to do something, you can rest assured that he's going to perfect and perform that thing, that assignment, until Jesus comes back. There is safety in your sentness. So the best thing that you can do is, is to build a relationship, a rapport with the Father so that you know when he's sending you somewhere or assigning you to do something so that you can have peace in the midst of whatever he's asking you to do. So turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. If you got your Bibles or your scrolls or your tablets or whatever the case may be, maybe you got the scripture tattooed on your body, find it. And turn to Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 5 real fast. Um, it says, for your, fellowship, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day till now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So it is when I'm being sent or God has given me an assignment, the, 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 the responsibility of the assignment is, is, is on God. Jesus said, I only do those things that the Father told me to do. Now, I have a responsibility to carry out the assignment, but it's his responsibility to fulfill whatever that assignment entails. All I have to do is just read my script and do my part. He's responsible for the rest. I like to say it like this. If you give God your yes, he'll take care of the rest. That's a bar. Bars are rap lyrics, for those of you that didn't know. Okay, so let's turn over real quick to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. So there is safety 
in the sentence. If I can say that God has sent me here, God has assigned me here, there's, there's a level of insurance that I know that God is going to protect me. So even in the midst of the storm, so there's a story in the Bible where Jesus had told the disciples, let's go to the other side of the lake, right? And in the midst of them going to the other side of the lake, there's a storm that rose up, and it was crazy. The winds were, were contrary, some versions of the Bible say. And the Bible says that Jesus was asleep on the pillow, and the disciples were freaking out like, yo, Jesus, do you not care that we about to die, bruh? Right? So if they was in a certain neighborhood, that's how it would have been. Other neighborhoods, it would have been like, he, he doesn't care. He just, he's sleeping. I'm not going to bother him. Ah! It's so scary, right? So it, either way it goes, they, they were freaking out. But Jesus had given them a word before they even got into the boat. He said, let's go to the other side. If Jesus said, we're going to the other side, no matter what happens between you starting and you finishing, whatever happens in the middle, you have to rest assured that his word cannot return void. So if he said, we're going to the other side, storm be what you may, but I'm going to the other side. Period. I believe that the problem for a lot of us is we're not hearing clearly the word of God. We're not hearing clearly our marching orders or our assignment. We've kind of taken over that God frequency and said, God, you know what? You've done an amazing job. You're, hey, we appreciate everything. That, it's kind of like that speech that they give you before they're about to lay you off. Thank you for all that you've done. You and your family and Little Willie and your wife, Wilhelmina, we just, we just appreciate everything that you... But you know, we got some cutbacks, and we're just going to have to let you go. We don't want to do it, but we're just going to have to do it. We literally, when you doubt, when you don't invest in, when you don't prioritize your relationship with the Father, when you don't invest in wanting to know where he's assigning me and where he's sending me, you're literally having that same conversation. God, thanks, but uh, I could probably take it from here. I don't want us to be in that boat. I don't want us to be, in, I don't want us to have that narrative. All the things that we see going on in our society, all the see, things that we see going on, uh, on on a global level, Right? From, from global to, to local to national to just around here with, with the elections and just everything in your own personal life on your job. Listen, you need the direction of the Father. You need to know where he's assigning you, where he's sending you, where he's called you to be because there's safety in that. Now, by now, you should be in Luke chapter 18, <clears throat> and we're going to look at verse 28. There, I, I have literally struggled, <laughs> struggled to read this particular verse of Scripture because it hits home for me so much. So Luke chapter 18, verse 28 says, Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. Peter said, We left all and followed you. We've given, a, we've given you our total Yes. Why, why are we saying the privilege of being sent? It is a privilege. It's a privilege to obey the word of God because we know 
that when we do that, it comes with great reward. Whether we see it or we don't, we're going to look at that in a minute. But there's also a cost. And Peter says, we have left all and followed you. Verse 29 says, so Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come. See, circumstances will tell you like, oh, man, that's too, that's too much of a cost. Like, ah, I don't know if you should really, I don't know if, if this is really God or if this is really you or if it's just indigestion. and something. Like, what, do you really know that that's the voice of God? But the privilege of being sent is knowing that God will not allow you to sow seeds. God would not allow you to give your yes and not pay you back many times. The Bible says in, in, in verse 20 or in verse 30, it says, receive many times more in this present time. So everything that you've given up or you sacrifice as a result of being sent, God's promising you that you're going to get that back many times more. So those are words, but let me just bring it. Let's, let's just bring it to, I love using our address. Let's just bring it to 6750 North 7th Avenue, right? So for me, my family, my family is a ministry family. My dad established a church whew, 35 years ago, almost yeah, 35, 36 years ago. My whole family is in Ohio. My whole family is primarily in Akron, Ohio, right? So he, he, he started a church. My brother's serving in the church. My mom's serving in the church. My sister's, like everybody's there in Ohio. God sends me here. <clears throat> so I miss him, right? Like, that's, that's just a normal thing. And so when I, when I read this scripture and it says there's no one who has less house, parents, brothers, wife, or children for, for the sake of the kingdom who not will receive many times more. So guess what? In the, as soon as, and I'll, and I'll, just, I'll just give you a snippet because God has continues to do, continues to fulfill this scripture in my life. But I'll just give you a nugget. Can y'all handle a nugget? You want some sauce on it? What kind of Chick-fil-A sauce? Barbecue? Okay. We're just going to give you a little nugget. <clears throat> as soon as I step foot on, in, in here, as soon as I step foot in here, my wife and I, it felt like it was Christmas and we were invited to Christmas dinner with the family. And, and we were just like, wow, it's just, it's such a family feel here. Like, man, and I, I could ask Y'all to raise your hand, and a lot of y'all would raise your hand and say you had that same feeling. And then the first Sunday that we were here, Chuck was talking about eye help and the, the work that the church is doing to help those that are experiencing homelessness. Like, the dude took his Sunday sermon and was pitching volunteer opportunities to go and leave the four walls of the church and serve those that are less fortunate. I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. And then fast forward. Thanks everybody for tuning in with us today. Stay tuned for more content coming soon. Have a blessed day.